This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I am uh, live in Salt Lake City for the next couple of days. I've got some fundraisers to do, et cetera, et cetera. But let me tell you about our uh, spotlight sponsor, and that is Good Ranchers. If you are somebody who likes meat, uh, it's going to get more and more expensive. And the problem is the money is not going to the ranchers. And the ranchers, a lot of them, won't be able to afford to keep cattle anymore, which will play right into the left's agenda. Um, You need to get meat that is high quality from America and also uh, from the local ranchers. This is where Good Ranchers comes in. Christmas is right around the corner and they can help you with a great Christmas gift. If you are looking for something for your loved ones or really even for your own meal, they have gift boxes and gift cards. There's some awesome discounts on orders of five boxes or more. It's 100% USDA Prime, upper choice cuts of beef, chicken, and seafood. Just head over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Glenn at checkout. 35% off your delicious gift of meat right now goodranchers.com that's goodranchers.com make sure you use the promo code glenn you'll get the discount 35 dollars off uh, promo code g-l-e-n-n at goodranchers.com Twisted Freak, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program, live from KNRS in uh, Salt Lake City today. I'm here for a couple of days for a really important fundraiser on something about American history. I'll tell you about that later. We have to start, I guess, with Twitter and what came out. Is this a big deal? Not a big deal. What does it all mean? Is, is this the end of it? Uh, we're at the very beginning of this Battle of the Titans. And uh, Elon Musk said in an interview over the weekend, I want everybody to know I'm not suicidal. He's worried about his security. If I were him, I would be a little concerned about it, too, as he takes on the giants of media. We start there in 60 seconds. But if I may, first, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Relief Factor. The weather is changing starting to get cold in places i was i was in uh, fort lauderdale yesterday um i was with the moms of america um and um 
Then I uh, flew here to Salt Lake where it was snowing. So I know a little something about the weather changes. It is uh, cold here and cold always adds to the pain in my life. If that happens to you, may I suggest Relief Factor. It was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, which is the major source of most pain. And it has four key ingredients that work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. Relief Factor. I take it uh, every day and have for a long time. And whenever I stop, because I'm like, I'm feeling good, pain starts to come back. This really works for me. Would you try it? Relief Factor. Get their three-week quick start. 800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Well, let's say hello to Stu. Hello, Stu. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Carrie Lake is coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, We're going to talk to her about what's going on uh, in Arizona. It's a mess in Arizona. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Twitter. Did you go over um, the um, expose that uh, was done this weekend on Twitter? Matt, from Matt Taibbi, the, uh, yeah. the journalist. Yeah, Elon Musk basically seemed to give him a cachet of some sort of uh, a bunch of emails about whatever the Democrats were doing around the Hunter Biden laptop uh, era. Uh, right before the 2020 election and he was going to go through it and kind of see what was there it's interesting that he didn't you know musk wasn't trying to do it himself he was giving it to who he saw as a responsible journalist to go through it okay okay that's the second time you've said that word and i just can't uh, you know you said journalist and then respected journalist Mm -hmm. the guy is a blogger I know because I've read it in the <laughs> New York Times. I've read it in Politico. I've I've read it and heard it from NBC, MSNBC, CNN, uh, ABC News. He's a blogger. I, I heard it from the Rolling Stone. Wait, they, and they should know because he worked for them, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was uh, he was a contributing editor to the Rolling Stone and took down some major uh, some major uh, uh, things. But I I, I mean. Does that make you a journalist? And now he's a, now, so even Rolling Stone is saying now he's a blogger. He's a blogger. <laughs> okay. He's a blogger. And I assume they'd say the same about Barry Weiss, who is, you know, one of the of big wigs over at the New York Times. He's a Substack blogger. Right. That is mm-hmm. what they're trying to do here, I guess, to push this yeah. off. Uh, Which, uh, to me, don't you think it's changed? I think journalist is actually less credible than blogger Sus- <laughs> i mean especially a substack blogger i i mean oh that, you mean like glenn greenwald and barry weiss and uh taibi yeah i i think i'm i think i'm gonna run in that pack not the others well i mean you know you listen to barry weiss talk about her departure from the new york times and she you know talks about how there was all sorts of pressures within the organization to not say what people believed and right. you know they went after people who questioned the the narrative the wrong way over and over and over again. So you think when you're free to do whatever you want to do, you're at least going to be honest about it, right? You're going to come out and, and say the things that you believe. And I think you got that a little bit from the initial Twitter files release, which kind of right. did a little bit of both sidesism. You know, it was kind of saying, well, there was some stuff on both sides, and there were some good Democrats and and all of this. But generally speaking, what it what it pointed to 
was a real effort by the Biden campaign, as we suspected, to go after narratives they thought did not serve them. Uh, And part of that was the Hunter Biden laptop. But part of the reason why I'm not like all over this so far is because I don't think we have the real picture yet. I think we have only a a small slice. You know, I I think that the these documents were turned over to a couple of journalists who have not had had, or bloggers who have not had the time (laughs) (laughs) to fully go through them and give us, uh, you know, a, a moment by moment look as to who did what and how they did it. And it's going to take time, I think, for that to sort of marinate and go through the system. Here from 40,000 feet, here's what we discovered. Um, Elon Musk released some of this inside information um, and some of the documents that showed that a couple of things. One, the FBI was meeting with them monthly. And then as it got close to the election, they were meeting with them weekly. That is troublesome uh again not something that we didn't know but it is something that was called a conspiracy theory for a long time um that they were taking the hunter biden story and they were getting advice from the fbi and the people inside of twitter were the ones that were um torpedoing it with the advice from the biden campaign well that's what we found So it's not new to any conservative. However, it is new to the press and it is new to the press. This is why this is a big deal. You're not going to feel, in my opinion, you're not going to feel like, whoa, wow, look at that smoking gun because we've been talking about it. We've known this was going on. The whole world has known this was going on. And what they found was, the the right will get some things you know on their side as well but the disturbing part to me was it comes through personal contacts so it is truly would you call it nepotism you know you got to know somebody and if you knew somebody in twitter you could get the world changed And so you had people reaching out to their friends in Twitter, reaching out to their former coworkers, maybe at the White House and saying, hey, look, this is a problem. Can you take care of it? Yep, I got it. I'll take care of it for you. Yeah. And of course, implicit in that is that 90 percent of the people who worked at Twitter were liberal. So all of their friends were liberal. So all most of the stuff that got edited was uh, stuff that liberals wanted to be edited. And so it was not fair, as they pointed out. It was not balanced. It's not like both sides did the same thing by any means. The only thing, well, I, both sides did the same things, but not anywhere. You know, when it's you know uh, one time for every nine times, right. that's you know, yeah, it's not doing the same. And thing. I think like the only thing that we still need to see here is, is this is one of those things that's just confirmed what we believed was going on and what and what we've had evidence of already occurring, right? We we have a major, we already have evidence that goes down this road pretty significantly. This backed it up. We just, it hasn't reached the level yet that is to what I expected. I, I've just set this to the standards well, so high for this because I assume what they've done is so terrible during these election periods uh, that we haven't seen that evidence yet. I think it'll come out. You know, I think that, that we're going to see it eventually, but so far we haven't seen it. We've only seen 80% of what I believe was going on, not 100%. So here's here's why this is important. 
if you are in with the it crowd, uh, the it crowd controls really the narrative still in America because the New York Times and television and everything else still is caught in that. Now, I don't know if the American uh, people are still caught in that. But unless you get both sides talking about something, it's not going to filter down to the average American. Okay, Um, and here's here's the really interesting part. First, they said that this was a conspiracy, that that wasn't happening. Now that we have the evidence and the actual documents to show that it is that way, what do they do now? I am somebody that just I don't believe in coincidence. I just don't. Sometimes, you know, wow, what a coincidence. Sometimes, but I always look first, hmm, that's a weird coincidence. Are we seeing this anyplace else? For instance, when they talked uh, right after COVID started, they were all saying the same thing. And then they all started to say the new normal. And then it went from the new normal to the Great Reset. And everybody, all of a sudden, one day, everybody's talking about the Great Reset as a positive. And they're not explaining what the Great Reset is. They're just saying we need a Great Reset. Do you remember any of that? This is what happened over the weekend. To take uh, Taibi and destroy him as a journalist, they accuse him of PR work. He's just being a public relations person. To whom? To, quote, the richest man in the world. And what does that make it? Sad, embarrassing, humiliating. Now, let me go through some of these things. This is the uh, primetime editor for Mediate. Uh, Matt Taibbi went from a fierce and intrepid journalist taking aims at the wealthy and powerful to do, doing mundane PR for the world's richest Huckster, embarrassing. Ben Collins, senior reporter for NBC. Imagine throwing it all away to do PR work for the richest person in the world. Humiliating. Uh, Bloomberg, editors are uh, great, at, uh, not just because they make your work sharper, but because you can. they will ask things like, hey, should you be doing PR work for the richest man on the planet? Uh, MSNBC, imagine volunteering to do online PR work for the real world's richest man. Um, let's see. Media matters. Uh, Matt Taibbi thread is a great example of overriding when you don't have the goods, but you want to admit you're just doing PR for the world's richest person. Um, Matt McDermott doing PR for the richest person in the world should come as no surprise. The correspondent for the uh, New York Times, CNN, Daily Beast, Huffington Post, and is a host on Al Jazeera tweeted Matt Taibbi. What sad, disgraceful downfall. I swear he did good work in the in the old days should be a cautionary tale for everyone selling your soul for the richest white nationalist on earth. Oh, my gosh. Um, the editor in chief, something called Popula.com, wrote one minute. You're scouring Goldman Sachs. The next you're doing PR for the richest man in the world. Funny. It goes on and on and on. They all said the same thing. They're doing peas, doing PR work for the richest man in the world. So what they're doing is he sold out. But did Matt sell out? I mean, Matt left the mainstream media for a reason. What was that reason? Barry Weiss left the mainstream media for a reason. What was that reason? What was it? 
to sell out or to be able to tell the truth that they saw without some editor going, nah, that Hunter Biden story is not really a story because it's a conspiracy. No, no. It turns out that the FBI was lying to you. It wasn't a conspiracy. It is a big deal. Now, Elon Musk has um, put uh, the Democrats on notice. He said that there's more smoking guns to come. He also said he's not going to sign autographs uh, anymore, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't want to be in crowds anymore. Um, he's he's a little concerned for his health, and I don't think it's because he's a smoker. Um, he believes that he's living in a um, in some sort of a spy novel, and I think he he might be. By the way, according to the Daily Wire, it looks like they may have um, interfered at Twitter, may have interfered in the Brazilian election as well. Interesting. It's almost as if these public-private partnerships between those who want to control the world and those who are the mouthpiece for the world are seeing the opportunity by coming together and working together to make sure that the little people know exactly who they should vote for and what they should think. More in just a second. So I've been telling you about Rough Greens for a while now. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on your dog's food and it gives them critically important vitamins, minerals, and probiotics and antioxidants. All the good stuff that helps them lead a happier and healthier life. I wish it was that simple for me. You know, just sprinkle something on ice cream. It would be, I would, I would be happier and healthier. I would. Uh, all right. So, what do you do for your dog? Does your dog, is he a picky eater? Is your dog starting to get older? Is your dog uh, just somebody that you you want to have them live the healthiest life. I really thought Uno was very healthy. He was, you know, youngish um, and active. But until we started feeding him rough greens, I didn't realize how, for him, inactive he was. He also had a hard time eating, and you'd have to stand there and not move. If you moved, he'd look up at you like, where are we going? What, what are you doing? Why, why, are you, why are you moving? Oh, Anyway, Rough Greens have solved all of those problems. Rough Greens, so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. They'll give you your first trial bag free. Just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, yeah. All right. Stu, how was your weekend? Uh, very good. Very good. As, as you may have known, I'm sure you watched, the Eagles won 35 to 10. So I'm very excited mm. about the weekend. Very. Oh, yeah. There's some Christmas stuff I did with the kids, too. <laughs> uh, how about yourself? Went, um, <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, well, well, well. 
Um, the uh, it, well, did it you win like some sort of big award? I mean, it was more than just kind of went. I well. won a major award. A major I mean, award. I was it a leg a, lamp? Was it a lamp? Uh, it was. was a leg lamp, and it's very fragile. <laughs> so it's from Italy. Um, no, I I won the um, legacy award from uh, Moms for America, and I. I'm, I'm, uh, first of all, I have no idea why I got it. And that's honest. I have no idea. It's like, what? How did I, what, what did I do to? Well, I, and I think a lot of hmm? people do say mother when thinking of you. That's, uh, what, that's what I said. Okay. I said I'm the biggest mother here, I think. Um, anyway, um, the, uh, uh, the, the thing is, it was the Legacy Award. And when I, when I found that out, I thought, and then what you get to give to like old people? <laughs> you know it's like oh he's kind of sad but well, unless you're barack obama you don't win major lifetime achievement no, awards yeah. when you're like your first day at the job yeah, yeah. i mean you usually have to be around for a while <laughs> right i mean you know yes obama is the exception to that um but uh uh yeah i think you have to be i i i, I it was a really big honor the people there I felt so uncomfortable because, you know, I just talk about it. They actually do stuff, and I'd much rather just talk about it. It's a lot easier. I mean? A lot it's easier a to lot talk about easier. stuff than to do stuff. Sit here mm-hmm. in your chair and just yap about stuff. You know what you should do? You moms should get together and do stuff. Yeah, get out there and organize <laughs> and do a lot of things that make it better for me. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then do it. Then give me an award for that. <laughs> well, yeah. um, we chose but, the right path here, Clay. I mean, this is oh, clearly. Dude, this is the greatest job for lazy people mm. ever, ever. If Listen, kids, if you're lazy and you can read, you do have to read. But that's pretty much it. If you're lazy and you can read, the world of podcasting is your oyster. As we prove all the time, you don't even have to speak. I mean, no. really, you don't have to have the ability to speak clearly. No. We show and that America's almost every day. Good for, again, good for you, youngins. America's standards are getting lower <laughs> and lower and lower. So... It's good stuff. It's good stuff. We used to, you know, used to have to be good at something. Not anymore. You just show up. If you're the podcaster and you're like, I guess I could be there three hours every day, Monday through Friday. Oh, Oh, half the podcasts I listen to now are 20 minutes long. What do you mean three hours? Isn't that sweet? We're still living in the old time. I know we are. Doing full shows for full networks. I mean, (laughs) jeez. Legacy. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Um, One of the people that got an award, um, Mother of the Year Award, was uh, Carrie Lake. And I agree again. Many people on the left would say she's one of the bigger mothers around. So uh, we'll talk to her. What's happening in Arizona? And is she bringing this to the Supreme Court? We'll talk to her in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, let me tell you something. When your car breaks down the side of the road and your warranty has expired, because that's the way it usually happens. When you have full warranty and everything, that never happens then. I swear to you, it's a conspiracy. Anyway, the uh, warranty goes out and then everything starts to go to hell. 
it's going to cost you an arm and a leg right now. Um, here's what I would like you to do. I would like you, if you don't have a warranty on your car, I would like you just to check this out for yourself. I have car shield. I have a couple of old trucks that, uh, I just don't want to repair, you know, any big repairs. I want to drive them till the doors fall off. I don't care. Will it move that hay from this place to this place? Can I, can I haul crap in it from here to here? That's all I want. If you are uh, like me and you don't like to have breakdowns and then pay for them, Car Shield. They've had my back over and over again. Please do your research on this and find out if Car Shield coverage is right for you. CarShield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888 and save 10%. You can save uh, 10% off at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn if you use the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. Voting in our country is really under attack. And there's a couple of things that I think Republicans in particular have to understand. There are so many legal things that you can do that parties do to gather a bunch of votes and turn them in and everything else. And the Democrats are very good, much better than the Republicans at doing all those legal things. Then, conspiracy theory alert, if anybody wants to play dirty, they're also doing that and are very good at that. If we even want to be competitive, we have to do all of the legal things. And we suck at getting the vote out. And if we don't, if we don't get this down quickly, we won't win more elections. We won't win. Now, with that being said, on the dirty side of it, I, you could convince me if you show me the evidence and then beyond showing me the evidence, what are we going to do about it on voter fraud and all of the stuff that's happening with our elections? We have to clean this up. Now, Carrie Lake, who I find it really tough to believe uh, that she lost the election fair and square. And there was a lot of things that were happening, especially in Maricopa County, that uh, seem, oh, I don't know, uh, less than honest. Uh, and she is not giving up her challenge. Um, she has not conceded. In fact, she says she's going to take this case all the way to the Supreme Court. I wanted to talk to her about her case. Welcome, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. And thank you for having me on this morning. We're, uh, you know, I'm spending a lot of time talking to attorneys these days after spending 530 days, you know, crisscrossing Arizona campaigning. Um, to have the election go the way it did. Maricopa County is, frankly, the new Cook County. And they've mm. found a million ways to, um, you know, as you said, uh, it, from grabbing ballots and drop boxes and all of that. And then they find ways to kind of sneak around and nibble around the laws. And we have an excellent case. We're going to be bringing it, uh, I believe, this week. We're, we're seeing what happens today. They're supposed to certify Arizona's election. A lot of people say, Carrie, what's going on? Why haven't you brought a case forward? In Arizona, it's a little bit backwards, shocking. 
uh, you have to have a, an election certified before you can challenge it. Which and is so ridiculous. Today today, well, Once you certify an elect, election, it's at least in the U.S. Constitution. I don't know what it's like in Arizona. But in the U.S. Constitution, once it's certified, it's done. And there, nothing changes that. Well, Arizona statute requires if you're going to challenge an election that it be certified. I guess before it's certified, it doesn't really count as a legal election. And we are going to uh-huh. be challenging it. We've got systemic illegal voting, I believe, in the hundreds of thousands of votes going on in Maricopa County. Do I want to be in the middle of this fight? It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. But if we don't take this up right now, Glenn, I know. we're not going to have a country much longer. We ignored what happened in 2020. We allowed big tech, uh, mainstream media to attack us and call us conspiracy theorists for even talking about what happened in 2020. And we can't be silent at this moment. It's not even about me anymore. It's about our kids. It's about their future. They've taken our voice away when it comes to our freedom of speech. And our other voice is our vote. And when you've got the, the water so muddied with a month and a month of voting, two weeks of, of ballot counting, we've got problems. Our voices are not being heard. So, um, Carrie, do you have and I, I, I you don't need to get into the details at this point because I don't want to steal the thunder of the the, uh, you know, when you when you actually file. I'd love to have you back on and, and talk about those facts or even an attorney. Um, but the problem we had um, with the presidential election is we had a lot of smoke and no one was actually talking about the fire um, because they didn't have the evidence. It's a, a little like um, Arizona. It takes you a while to compile everything. Um, and so they didn't have the evidence. And there were some bad actors on the scene as well. Do you have evidence of this that would show uh, a, a massive change? We have a lot of evidence. We have whistleblowers. We have experts. We have affidavits from, um, from voters who were disenfranchised. The difference between 2020 and 2022 in Maricopa County is that we were kind of caught flat-footed, like, whoa, what happened there? with that election in 2020. And it took a long time for people to try to pull things together, figure out what really happened. They did a lot of the same things in 2022 and then some. Our movement was so massive, they had to do the usual, uh, you know, sly moves. And then they had to go even more obvious by basically sabotaging and shutting down election day operations. They punished the voter on election day. And the difference this time around is we had poll watchers, poll workers, observers, lawyers all over. And so we have, we've got it documented. We have it documented what happened and we're ready to go. But think about how big this movement is. And I want to talk to people who are listening, Glenn, this morning who are discouraged and say, oh, I just don't want to have to do this fight. Our movement is so big that they couldn't do just the normal shenanigans. They had to pull out all the stops. They had to as I said, sabotage Election Day. More than 60% of Election Day-only polling locations had inoperable or semi-inoperable equipment, had lines that were from anywhere from two to five-hour lines. We'll never know how many people were fully disenfranchised. When you pull up and you see a line snaking around a building and there's no parking and you don't have time, you know, a lot of people just said, I, I can't do this. I, I don't mm-hmm. have four hours to give to vote. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the equipment that didn't work, the toner that was missing in the ballot printers, 
the ballots being printed in some cases on the wrong size paper, so it misread, and people being forced to take that sacred vote and put it in drawer three and hope to God that it got counted. It, it's, it just reeks to high heaven, and we have more than just the stench of this. We have evidence, and we Good. will be presenting it in a court of law. And while it's not fun, and I know everyone's tired and we're tired of the fight, you know, I, I just say look into the eyes of your children, your grandchildren. Look into the eyes of some, somebody who's in their 20s and say, hey, good luck. We're, not, we're tired of fighting. Good luck. Enjoy living under tyranny. Have fun. And this, and this has to be fought at the local and state level. The Constitution does not allow the federal government to run the elections. And I know there's a lot of Republicans that'll say, we got to get this fixed, fix it at the federal level. Don't, because it's corrupt. at the fe- Everything at the federal level is corrupt. We only have a chance if we fix it at the state level, which the Constitution requires us to do. So, yeah, we're going to have to have these battles in, you know, maybe 50 states, but it's better than uh, just sitting around whining about it. We lose our country if we lose the vote. I agree. Absolutely. We have some federal um, laws that we believe were broken as well. So we have a lot of options here and Mm. um, we do lose our country. You know, this isn't about Republicans. It's not about Democrats and independents. It's about our kids and their future. And if our sacred vote is trampled and we don't at this moment do something about it, we'll never win another election. More importantly, our kids will never have a voice. They won't be able to chart or chart the, uh, the, the future, the course for the future. It's going to be somebody else doing it. And, you know, the, the thing about Maricopa, it's one of those mega counties, 62% of the state of Arizona lives in Maricopa County. So if you have one county that's run in a, in a shady way with corrupt elections, it can affect and disenfranchise every voter in the state. Because Cook if county. you had an election that was run great in, mm-hmm. say, Yavapai County or Coconino County or whatever other county, it doesn't matter. You, this, this county is so massive. And the two men running the election in Maricopa County, even though they are Republicans, they were very much anti-MAGA Republican. They ran a pack with the sole intent to stop anybody who questioned the election and the uh, honestness of, or the truthfulness of our elections. And we found out after digging into that pack that all of the expenditures were spent trying to defeat one candidate, me. You, yeah. <laughs> so the two guys I have to tell you, Carrie, the there, the, at, we, we are uh, facing two deadly enemies, and yet they're the same except one is labeled a Democrat and one is labeled a Republican. There, there is a fight in the Republican Party. Uh, we can't get anything done because there are those who are progressives in the Republican Party and those progressives, well, they want to keep the game going. They agree with many of the things on the, uh, on the left and they want to keep the game going. But I think the American voter that votes for a Republican for the most part, are tired of this game, and they are really tired of the Republican Party. I agree. We need to get our act together as Republicans and, and start being Americans first and foremost. Uh, you know, we, we got word this weekend that, that Hobbs' office colluded with big tech to silence those who spoke out in the 2020 election, and we're digging around to see how deep that went. 
And, you know, are, are, there are a lot of Republicans out there, including the two people, the Republicans running Maricopa County elections, who wanted to silence anybody who spoke out and questioned what happened, the veracity of our elections. We have Did a you- right to, to question our government. Didn't you have a um, uh, an email you guys released, I think, over the weekend, or maybe it was Thursday or Friday, um, an email from, uh, I think, Twitter. Secretary, where, yeah. Yeah, where you showed collusion with Katie Hobbs. Can you explain that? Yeah, it, it was coming from the Secretary of State's office, and her office was reaching out to Twitter, basically saying, hey, you know, we got a problem with this tweet, and we got a problem with that tweet. It's misinformation. Can you take it down? You know, this is a First Amendment violation. This is serious stuff. Our government colluding with big tech to silence us, to take our First Amendment rights away. And that, that is, that's a game changer, really, what we saw what happened. And why is the mainstream media not covering this story? Why is the mainstream media, why are they not covering what happened in Maricopa County, truthfully? It's really frightening times we're living in right now. and We're trying to get the word out. You know, I don't know what the solution is going to be. I don't know what the courts will say, but we can't have our government silencing us. That is a direct break in our First Amendment. And that's what we're, we saw happen. And I think that what Elon Musk revealed this weekend was really big. Unfortunately, these mainstream media outlets are not covering it. And I think people need to start questioning them. Use what you've got left of your First Amendment to call those mainstream media operations and say, why aren't you covering this story? Were you part of it? Why are you not covering it? Are you for censorship? We got to start asking some tough questions and holding our media accountable because they are truly just propagandists at this point if they're not covering stories like this. Carrie, thank you so much. God bless you. And you. Um, let us know when you, uh, when you do file. Uh, we'll be watching and let us know how we can help you get the word out. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, Glenn. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. Let's say you have a credit card with $10,000 balance on it. You're paying, what, the minimum amount each month. And you're not using the card and racking up additional uh, debt. Guess how long that will take to pay off? The answer is eight and a half years. That's if you ignore the extra fees that you'll get from compound interest. So, this is the part where you pencil in some time to talk to American Financing. See if they can help you get out of your credit card debt faster by applying the equity that you have in your home. You could be saving about $700 a month. That's the average of the people who are doing business now who call American Financing. $700 a month. For over 20 years, these guys have been helping families just like you. They work for you and not the bank. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, if you're looking for a Christmas gift, something that you can give to, give a loved one, uh, you can go to glennbeck.com and just click on Fine Art or go to glennbeckart.com 
and uh, find some of the things that uh, we have in prints and posters and even some originals there. If you'd like to look for a friend or for a loved one, glenbeckart.com. Also at glenbeck.com, the books. And if you haven't read The Immortal Nicholas, it is the my favorite story. It took me years to write this. Uh, and I, it's my favorite story, The Immortal Nicholas. You can check it out and uh, get it wherever books are sold or go to glennbeck.com or Amazon. Big day tomorrow, Glenn, in Georgia, where Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock are going to have their runoff election. Yeah. I'd say uh, it seems like uh, general consensus is that Warnock is a slight favorite here. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they, I think, you know, the experts, if you will, believe he's going... Uh, to win, though it should be pretty close. Uh, if you are in Georgia, this is a good time to make sure you've got a plan and go vote. Go, go vote and go, go vote. convince others to vote because it's very, very important. Obviously, uh, the the control of the Senate isn't on the line, but you've got two two more elections after this where this seat will be locked in. And don't we have enough socialist, Marxist, crazy people, you know, in the Senate already? Don't don't we have that enough? I'm I mean, kind of. Can we stop? A yes, a hard yes on that. Yeah, one. it's a yeah. hard yes for me too. Uh, the New hard York Times yes had an interesting spin on this election this weekend, Glenn. Where, if you remember, they pitched that these new Georgia voting laws would crush uh, voting for yeah. people. Remember this? Right. It was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to oppress people. They're not going to yeah. be able to go out and vote. It's Major be League too Baseball, we can't go to Atlanta. Yeah, they pulled the, the All Star mm-hmm. game out of the state for this, and then of course, you know, voting records were set. And so now their new spin is that uh, mail-in voting was down, even though overall voting was one of the strongest of all time. But Mm. that's the new complaint from the New York Times. Now, I thought the mail-in voting thing was just because of COVID. But now that people aren't as afraid of COVID, they just came out to the polls and voted. Now they're saying it's still a problem because they wanted mail-in voting to be I have the way to tell you, voted. Lord, help me not hate my enemy, please. Uh, the, the lies that go on, I just can't take it. Go out and vote tomorrow. The Glenn Beck Program.